Frequency Cast Update. Hi, this is Carl. And this is Pete. Each month we bring you the Frequency Cast podcast, our tantalising take on technology. The mini show you're listening to now is designed to keep you updated while we're busy working on the next show. Pete, you have some HD news for me, don't you? Indeed I have. It's been very, very busy HD headline-wise, and we're going to kick off now with some news for Virgin customers looking to get more from their HD. It looks like Virgin's going to be the first UK TV service to get E4 HD and Film 4 HD. E4 HD apparently is going to go live to Virgin customers in April at no extra cost to Virgin customers, with Film 4 HD set to be available in summer 2010. Virgin's also just announced that they've dropped the price of their Premier V Plus HD box down to £49, and unlike Sky, they don't charge you any extra for their HD channels, which at the moment includes BBC, Channel 4, Living, FX, MTV, National Geographic, and of course coming soon these two new channels from Channel 4. Also apparently we can expect the Sci-Fi channel in HD on Virgin before too long. There you go, good news for Virgin customers. Great, I can watch something superb in this heat. Now the bad news. Oh, good grief, what now? Freeview HD, what channels are available on Freeview HD at the moment? Terrestrial, all the great stuff. Great, thanks. BBC One HD, ITV One HD, Channel 4 HD will be along fairly soon, next couple of months. The one after that, at the end of the year, was going to be Five, launching their HD service. Right, what's happened? Well, Ofcom, the regulators, have revoked their licence. Eh? <laughs> Someone gone stupid somewhere. Why? Well, what seems to have happened is Ofcom approached Five and asked for information about when they were going to be prepared to launch, what their schedule was going to consist of, and how much of their programming was going to be in HD. And Five couldn't answer. And after a little bit of negotiation, Ofcom has taken the licence back. So what actually happens next then? Are we just left with a blank station or something? I don't know. Well, it looks like what's going to happen is the fourth licence is now actually going to revert back to the BBC. So they've already got one HD channel, so in theory they could launch a second BBC HD channel. Or there's always a possibility that another broadcaster might step in, I guess. Oh. There is actually going to be a fifth HD channel that's going to be advertised in 2011. So in theory, Five could actually go for that one, which would allow them to start broadcasting in 2012. That's assuming, of course, they can get their act together by then. Well, I do hope so. There is an interesting little twist to this story, though. Although Five aren't going to be launching on Freeview HD, they have announced that they'll be launching their HD service later this year on Sky. Around July 2010, we can expect to see Five on Sky. Now, I can't quite work out why they aren't prepared to go on Freeview HD, but they are going to be ready to go on Sky HD. I guess there's something going on behind the scenes there that we're not quite privy to yet. So, there you go. Ooh... Would you like some non-HD news now? Of course, I'm always hungry for more non-HD news. Google, what have they been up to of late? Search. Um, Images, search. Yeah, okay, should I put you out of misery? I wish you would. (laughs) Well, Google Maps is actually what we're going to be talking about. You know the little cars with the cameras that have been driving around taking pictures of everyone? Oh yeah, they're so sweet, they've got my good side. So Google's actually completed a major update of some new stuff for Google Maps Street View. When the service launched last year, it was only really covering areas like London, Manchester and Birmingham. But now they're actually covering 95% of homes in the UK. Hmm. Apparently that's around about a quarter of a million UK roads. So if you looked at Google Street View when it came out last year, have another look because chances are your house is on there. 
Wow, I'm looking forward to it already. Hmm. Right, we're now back on HD because there's a couple of other little HD stories for you. Um, Freeview HD boxes, and that was a biggie for us, people waiting for the first box to come out. Of course, the biggie is the Humax Fox T2, 150 quid. I think you said ouch last time I mentioned that one. I often do. Any big price like that, it's going to cause some pain somewhere. Now you can get one for under 100. One from Bush is currently on special for under 100. Check out our news blog for the link and prices. Okie dokie, will do. One other little bit of HD news, ITV HD will finally be available on Sky and Virgin from the 2nd of April. It was only available on Freesat and Freeview, but now for the first time Sky and Virgin will be getting that as well. Fantastic. Now, that's the news out of the way. We've got a little bit of further discussion about mobile phone applications. Oh, good stuff. Some more responses. Let's have a look. Indeed. So we opened up our text line. Those of you that caught our rather naughty little unofficial off the record will have already heard the first few people across the line. But it's worth just running through a few more of these. Uh, Who have we got here? Let's have a look at uh, this one. Ed, he uses a Sony Ericsson W960. And the applications he actually uses are Shazam, Latitude, Sudoku X... Tube and Worldmare. And we had Andy Staines, who uses a T-Mobile G1. Hi there, Andy. He uses Locale, which is great for automation. Google Listen for podcasts. Hello Mail, which is a free voicemail application in Gmail. And, of course, the new FrequencyCast app for Android. Oh, he's found it. Uh, what about John in Bristol? He has an iPhone. Uh, most useful app is a Pocket Informant. Sync with Google Calendar. Sync with Toodaloo Task List. Other apps I use are Sky Plus. Flickster, Around Me, Pocket Universe and Red Laser. That was the lovely barcode scanner that we looked at, if you remember. We heard from Darren Reed. He's got a Nokia N97. Favourite app has to be Mobler for streaming music. He also likes Juki Spotlight to keep up to date with his mobile phone plan. The built-in podcasting app to keep up with our show, of course. And Pocket Torch for when he can't see the light. He also says, I'm amazed you didn't mention OviMaps in your feature on mobile phone applications. This comes with full voice navigation and can be used in offline mode so there's no data charges. And of course, more importantly for Nokia phones, it's free. Nice, thank you for that. Uh, Jerry, he has an HTC Hero. His apps are Beeb Player, Dolphin Browser, Listen for Podcasts, Google Maps, iHeartRadio, Skype, Twit TV, London City Tube, Barcode Scanner, and they're all free. Malcolm in Glasgow, he's got himself a Windows Mobile-powered HTC 620. He uses it mostly for data use, hardly ever uses it for voice calls, and he uses the camera to upload photos to Facebook. And Michael, he's got a Google G1, and he uses apps such as Barcode Scanner, Break the Blocks, Hangman, Copilot, Frequency Cast, Good Lad, GPS Test, MyTracks, Phonalizer, and Weatherbug. Then we've got one from John Hawthorne in Eastwood. He uses a Motorola StarTac. My goodness me, that's an old phone. He says the greatest app is the battery. It gets very hot, and he uses it on long fishing trips to keep his hands warm. Oh, good. As long as he's making good use of everything. Michael Johnson from Braintree, he uses the iPhone 3GS. He sent us about 30, but we're only going to read out his top 10. And here they are. Brightkite, Gowalla, LinkedIn, Fluffer, Trillion... WhatsApp, Roboform, Sling Player, Sky Plus, and Shazam. These mean nothing to you, don't they? Uh, oh, Vienna. <laughs> uh, we had an anonymous iPhone 3GS user. One of the apps I use is BC, Business Card Reader, on the iPhone. Take a picture of a business card and it scans it and adds it to your contacts. Only works on the 3GS, that one, though. 
SLV Aaron, and he uses the iPhone. Trapster is very good for mapping and speed camera locations. Also, Facebook, VoiceBand, TweetDeck, and eBuddy is a firm favourite with him. And the last one we're going to run through now from Peter Sturgeon at UCA Radio. Hello there, Peter, and everyone listening to us on UCA. He's got an iPhone. He loves using Wonder Radio on his iPhone. The biggest problem, though, is when you're tuning around, some radio stations stream in really low quality. He says, come on, broadcasters, get with it. Thank you very much, guys. That's all very helpful and informative. Uh, How does that help you in your life, Pete? I actually want to pick up on one that got a mention earlier, Trapster, and actually talk about um, how you can use a mobile phone when you're out and about on the road. And I really want to talk about this thing here called Waze. Right, OK. This is the one that does speed cameras, etc. and so forth, isn't it? It kind of does, but this one's a little bit different. So when you've got your smartphone, you can have a mapping solution and a sat-nav that does the whole turn left, turn right. This Waze idea is actually all about social road mapping. Right, okay, and? So what you do is you sit this in your car, and whenever you do a journey, you just leave it running, and it maps out the roads. It's a little bit hard to demonstrate, but I'm going to show you, on the way to the studio tonight, I left this running, and if you look at this, from where we came in, there were a whole bunch of gaps on the roads. Right, okay. And I've filled them in as I've been driving, so I'm actually more or less doing some proper true cartography here by actually creating street maps. That's a very clever little trick you've got there. I thought you'd be impressed. This is only fairly recently launched in the UK, and the maps are very, very thin. You can see here, looking at our hometown, there's quite a few gaps there. There certainly are. But there's actually a really clever idea behind this. If, if this actually takes off, and it could well do, and a few people actually start using this and building maps, the real clever bit, and I actually tried this a little bit earlier today when I was out and about, is you can see other people who are currently driving around as well. Nice. That's quite clever, really, isn't it? Now, for me, the only person I could find was about 45 miles away and driving in the wrong direction. I think that's most people, Pete. They're trying to get away from you. Actually, yeah. Funny enough, he did speed up when he saw me log on. Um, But the idea is, if a few people in your area are actually on the system, you can actually see what speed they're travelling and which direction they're travelling in and if there are any road problems. And in theory, you build up a really, really good database of what the quality of the roads are actually like far more up-to-date and accurate than you get from the sat-nav companies because their data is typically about six months out of date by the time you get it. So actually seeing what happens on the roads. In America, this has really, really taken off. I can imagine this is actually a very slick application, really. As you're driving along, there's a report button here. Okay, If I press that report button, what pops up? Uh, Police, traffic jam, accident, hazard, speed camera. So what happens is, let's say you're driving along, you get stuck in traffic, you hit the traffic jam button, and you've got an option to add a description. Obviously, you've got to be stationary to, to, to do this. And you can actually say where it is, your mood, so happy, unhappy, miserable, whatever particular traffic accident status you want to put, and also add image. You press that button, and the camera turns on, and you can actually take a picture of the traffic jam you're in. Well, that's very, very clever, isn't it? Once you've hit the send, that's available to anybody else that's driving in your area. So not only can they see what speed you're doing, what your name is if you want to publish that information, how long you've been in traffic, what speed you were doing before the traffic, and a picture of the accident or the hold-up. So you can see the state the wife has left your car in, yeah? (laughs) So I really want to encourage our listeners out there, download a copy of Waze. It's only going to take off if more people actually pick this up and start using it. It's available on the iPhone, obviously, also on all the Android phones, and on a good selection of Windows mobile phones, and on a collection of the Nokia Symbian devices as well. So go and look at it. 
W-A-Z-E.com. Thanks for that, Pete. Well, that's all for this update. Our next full-length show is due out on the 1st of April. Visit www.frequencycast.co.uk to get in touch and to sign up for news updates. And be ready for our next tantalising take on technology. Please tell your chums about us and spread the word. Frequency Cast. Update complete.